Bookham's Book Records Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Records. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. And today we are being joined by the wonderfully funny and fabulous Lucy Vine. You might remember we loved her book, Bad Choices. Well, now she has a new book coming out on the 25th of May with seven X's, and we are diving into it with her today. It's lovely to be meeting you on purpose. We actually talked about this on the podcast before, but for listeners that might have forgotten, there was a time last summer when there was like, seemed to be a bookish event every week and at every one we ran into Lucy and it got <laughs> yeah. to the point where we had to be like, we're not stalking you, I promise. So welcome <laughs> officially. you guys, actually, to be honest. I yeah, can now confess. I thought so. Following you guys around. <laughs> just turning up outside your houses. <laughs> Well, welcome, so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry. No. Um, we're delighted to have you. This is very exciting for me. I don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucy, please, can you kick us off by telling our listeners what your wonderful new book, Seven X's, is all about? Yes. Um, the elevator pitch. I'm terrible at this. I'll do my best. <laughs> so Seven X's is about uh, Esther, our heroine, who she's... Um, heading towards 30 and unhappily single um she's just back from another terrible date with another very obvious bastard um as you do and kind of complaining about her love life to her two housemates and best friends Louise and Bibi um so they decide to go off and get drunk um um to <laughs> to uh, moan some more and mm-hmm. when the pub they find this really old copy of a sort of noughties women's magazine um and in it this um article says that every every human has seven types of relationship and in amongst those seven is the one and Esther reads it and realizes that she's had all these seven different types of relationships so it must mean obviously that she has missed her soulmate in there uh so her BB and Louise all decide to embark on this seven X's mission to retrace her romantic footsteps and go visit uh <laughs> her terrible exes which is obviously a really really great idea yeah I <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than tracking down my exes Same, so, I need to know where the inspiration came from did you have to do it yourself did you have to talk to your own exes did you read this magazine article like where did this come up from well um no I did not because I'm not you <laughs> but to be honest um I mean I got married last year but before I met David I was a bit obsessed with exes and it's really shameful but I did kind of go around in circles quite a lot with exes I would just right. like you know a few months would pass and they'd send me that 11pm text and you and you mm. kind of go oh maybe it wasn't all that bad maybe, maybe this is a good <laughs> idea after all and then you meet up and you remember that they were assholes um but so I was really interested in exes as a subject and it's probably um too raw to have written about it before <laughs> at a point where I've got closer for myself but apart from that I also my background before I wrote books was as a magazine journalist so I've actually kind of written articles like this mm. in the past um so it was kind of living in that fantasy and sort of 
going back into kind of my own fake past I was like able to live vicariously through Esther and kind of get closure by <laughs> writing about all these horrible people that she's gone <laughs> and was it has ever revisited exes are you monsters <laughs> reading this I was like oh my god I can't believe she's doing this I can't believe she's doing this so absolutely not <laughs> No. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, definitely been back to an ex that I shouldn't have done, but I I not seven times, definitely. <laughs> but was it in any way cathartic to write this topic? Oh yes, it really was actually. I think it's of the books I've written the most cathartic for me. There were quite a few. Um, I mean, I haven't I don't think I've dated all seven of the types that she uh that Esther yeah. But I've certainly some bastards and I've certainly like that mischance one. Um, mm. I, I, yeah, I won't do any spoilers, but I definitely had that situation. And I had had closure in that in my own mind, I had realized that this person was just sort of stringing me along. No, sorry. Not that that is what happens in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for your own but sake. Had, for my, for my yeah. And obviously, um, I did realise in my own head, but I hadn't actually gone back and gone and had that closure yeah. by revisiting that person. Um, actually, my closure for myself was just completely being able to shut off and not respond to any more messages. And Definitely. It's the only way, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God, it is. And blocking and on social media. 100%. That's what I was going to say. Because like, I think it's like a form of self-torture, just going mm. in there and looking at their their pictures and who Absolutely. they're with and who they're dating now, whatever. It's it's a, it's a terrible, terrible pain. <laughs> learning <laughs> and growing. Definitely. <laughs> and and yeah. it's funny that you mentioned growing because as frightful and horrendous as it might sound to listeners to revisit seven exes actually esther goes on a bit of a it's unintentional but it is a journey of a bit of self-discovery really isn't it and by meeting up with her exes again it's almost a way for her to reframe old relationships and past breakups and learn for her what it is she actually wants in a relationship too and I think something that I found really interesting was I think it's so easy for us sometimes to spot the red flags in relationships or when we're reading books like this to notice who are the obvious guys that are like absolutely can him move on. He's an ex for a reason. But there are exes in her life where she questions, we question, and I'm sure everyone can, will be familiar with of thinking, you know, there's a point where she says, what do you do when they're just fine and the man in front of you is nice enough and he's handsome enough but it made me laugh because I think we've all been on dates where you've sat across a guy and there's nothing categorically wrong with him but it's not enough but you feel like this sense of pressure to you know go along with it because it's there's no red flag so yeah. I thought that was really interesting as well and like how she learned that that self-discovery was really quite powerful for her yeah I think that I, I'm glad that you got that I felt like that was really important but I, I mean I was single for a long time like seven years before I met David and like I really loved being single but I really hated dating for the most part and I think it was because there's like there's loads of external pressure like oh this person must be the one but it's also just this constant like stream of disappointment so yeah, you might finally like one in 10 dates like 
fancy somebody and actually connect with them and then they don't want to know so it's just so it's either a disappointment because you don't like them or they don't like you so so then you do like you say go on a date and somebody's fine and you're just like this would be fine like why don't why why am I not interested and you I've definitely been in situations I don't think I've ever let it rumble on for more than a few months but I've been in situations where I just kind of like oh I don't I can't, like I don't love this person but there's nothing wrong why don't I just make it work for myself yeah on paper he's great he's yeah. got a great job and he's he's yeah. nice nice yeah and when you've also just come out of really shitty relationships or like being treated badly it's very tempting to just be like oh he was nice and he is nice like it's actually quite rare to meet somebody who's mm. nice to you <laughs> like, mm. if it's not there it's not there and you and exactly you need to be happy with yourself and you can't just force something yeah I've been hit with the nice stick a few times and this book actually made me so grateful that I am now engaged to someone because I'll be reading about an ex and I'd be like it's the one this is gonna work out and then she'd meet another ex and I'd be like no this is the one <laughs> like honestly was so bought into almost each and every person I was like wow Jess you're a mess thank god <laughs> that you aren't out there um and actually I just want to pick up on what you said there about how you loved being single and so I'm wondering if that maybe inspired Bibi um Bibi is a fab character in the book and despite um even Esther's pressuring her to date even though she's desperately unhappy herself Bibi really challenges the societal belief that you can't just enjoy being single and you have to go on all these dates and so thanks for Bibi we loved her oh yeah, yeah I love Bibi well this is I think the most rom-commy or rom side yeah. that I've done so far yeah. um and I needed to include a character that still kind of went hey actually this isn't because I'm I'm not like Esther right she is like really broody really does mm. want to meet somebody I never had that like desperation thing to meet somebody I would get lonely and, but mostly I was lonely when I was in bad relationships and yeah and kind of miserable in that situation when I was trying to force something that wasn't there and mostly when I was single I was just really happy and just and just irritated by the amount of people who just would try and give me advice that was really yeah. unhelpful and tell me mm. lower your standards or bring your <laughs> standards up or you know like it was all just nonsense contradictory contradictory stuff like that implied it was always my fault that I was single mm. and I, well it is my fault that I'm single because I like being single and I don't yeah. want to settle for somebody just yeah. because it. um yeah my brother's I single and he's just so desperate to meet somebody and he actually did say to me the other day like it's just better to be with somebody than than nobody though isn't it and I was like no of course it's not that's no. stupid like, <laughs> but has he read your book I assume, no he doesn't read <laughs> he does read but, yeah, but it's what society kind of tells exactly. us like yeah. if you're not with somebody you're not complete Partic um, particularly for women like if a woman is single she's uh um, what's the word? She's uh, a spinster and uh, along a, along a, another long string of words. But if a man's single, he's a bachelor. And I think that whole narrative is really fucked up because we're telling women they're wrong when they're single, but men, it's perfectly fine. Awesome. Um, and it's totally fine to be single if you're happy being single. Yeah. Yay. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we read Bad Choices, which I think was last summer now, 
we um adored it we've actually chatted about it on the podcast before and one of the reasons we loved it so much was for the nostalgia so I was delighted to see that seven x's is also full of nostalgia and I really wanted to talk about a specific line that took me back <laughs> it was excited um I think back to those early days how we barely made eye contact in the weeks after he asked me out we would stand near each other in the playground him kicking a ball me drinking apple tango and not exchange one word. It took us ages to start acting like a couple. And I just remembered how like we would be on the playground, stood up, like we would only communicate via MSN. And it would actually be if we wanted to send a message to our boyfriend, we'd send our friend up like, Lauren, go and tell so-and-so this. And then like she would come back with a message from so-and-so. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I forgot about that whole part of life. And it was so fun to read. About. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, my first boyfriend um, in year eight, um he was called Ryan and I got dragged down to the to the playground to a particular playground at lunchtime on the Friday and it was like Ryan wants to ask you out Ryan wants to ask you out because there'd been a Valentine's disco I think like mm. that week and we'd had a dance uh and <laughs> so he kind of went like do you want to go out with me and I was like yeah okay and then we didn't see each other or communicate until we passed each other in the corridor on Monday where I went you're dumped <laughs> oh, oh my god amazing my first boyfriend <laughs> I remember being in um I can't remember who it was whether it was you or me Jess but one of our one of us being sent a message from the other person's boyfriend and being like so-and-so said he wants to kiss you after school <laughs> and like you know you just planned your kiss yeah. through <laughs> through a friend like, without ever talking to each other <laughs> Yeah, oh, such a time to be alive. How did, that, how, did that case? how did that kiss go, Lauren? Was it beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one to remember. Fact, he actually made it to remember. this list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, so thanks. My, my thanks first kiss was in a cupboard. So <laughs> in a cupboard in a classroom. So like a stationary cupboard. <laughs> yeah, the whole rest of the class was outside waiting, and we went. Oh in. my god. And then he he ran out, and then the rest of the class piled in. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody said, give it a mark out of 10. And I said, minus 73. <laughs> oh, my You're God. Dumping in the hallways, minus yeah, 73. I know. I'm, I, I love it. Brutal. <laughs> I was a brutal young. <laughs> I don't think I was even a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you were the perfect person to write this book. If I'm oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I wanted to write this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. No wonder it was cathartic. Yeah. Um, no, I. I want to touch on Esther's character a little bit more because I think, I guess her main character flaw is that she is obsessed with finding the quote unquote perfect man and having the perfect life. And although she does display these qualities to quite an extreme, I do think all of us are quite guilty of doing that to a certain extent through no fault of our own really but because we have added pressures like social media to achieve you know certain milestones by certain points and certain ages and if you aren't seen to be achieving those or anywhere near that then you can feel like you're failing and is that something that you wanted to specifically address through Esther? Yeah, because um, it, it is depressing. I mean, I've never felt like that. And I've only ever, like I said, felt external pressure mm. to kind of do the stuff and the milestones that you're supposed to, supposed to. Um, 
but I've seen a lot of it in my friends and like oh mm. I'm this age like I have to have done this exactly. I have to get there did you did you like Esther did you find her likable is that putting you on the spot it, it's okay if you didn't like like my mom I had- found her quite unlikable but I was rooting for her okay. and like the more she went on a journey of self-discovery she sort of though it was those obsessions that started getting dialed down and she was actually oh wait I'm the problem here (laughs) and and what's the Taylor Swift song hello (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so I think you're not meant to like her at the beginning but then towards the end you're like you she's really lovable through her flaws I think you're she's not someone you're supposed to aspire to want to be like you're you're kind of enjoying her life from from afar like I mean I definitely identified with her so I don't know what that (laughs) says about me (laughs) I think what I noticed quite early on about Esther was and I think maybe because I have this thing where so even joining this call I it will say book recos on zoom but I always add Jess because I don't want anyone to think that I assume they know my name or that they know me and I kind of saw that in the way that Esther like will like downplay a relationship like oh well of course they didn't really like me that much so I can just break up with them and it was like no no Esther you're actually great and that person really cared about you but you sort of assumed that you weren't worthwhile or whatever and that it was probably fine to break up with them yeah I mean one of the biggest lessons I've I've learned in the last few years is to I know this sounds stupid but to be to treat yourself like your own friend but Mm. like like it's so tempting to just be horrible about yourself and just and just kind of I mean like looking in the mirror obviously we're all horrible to ourselves some of the time but I very very I've been very strong with myself about being kind and yeah acting as if I am a separate person yeah um and when I do catch myself being horrible I'm like take a moment and remind Mm. myself I would never speak to a friend like that and I just think it's it's too tempting to you Mm. get sucked into a, a horrible vortex of just dismissing yourself yeah and we need to big ourselves up as much as we big our friends up to some yeah. extent obviously couldn't agree more it's <laughs> very funny because I wanted to ask you guys like that you having to label yourself Jess do you guys get is it like being a twin I know yeah. that this is off topic but I'm desperate to know is it like having a twin and like nobody knows which one's Jess which one's Lauren like- yeah which doesn't bother me like I'm fine to be called Lauren or have us basically oh, yeah. the same person, but I get really like secondhand embarrassment. I don't, and I don't want to put anyone else in a situation where they aren't sure because that would really stress me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not twin, but oh, a non-identical you? twin. So similar oh. sort of thing where they she doesn't look like me, but yeah. because we kind of come as a pair like you guys, yeah, have been loads of situations where I get called Becky and, and you just roll with it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's so funny whenever we meet people that sort of we've met through Instagram or whatever in real life the first thing Jess ever does is she's she's like I'm the Jess half she's the Lawrence half like you <laughs> haven't even given them a chance maybe they've really I don't want that for yeah. them like if it was me I would just never say anyone's name to anyone <laughs> I do a lot of projecting my own problems onto other people yeah. <laughs> we all don't we all mate <laughs> um but it's funny, I think, well, not funny, but I, I definitely got that sense of, you know, Esther has to go on a journey to like herself before she can love anybody else. And I do think one of the main ways that she achieves that is her friends drawing a spotlight on the ways that she isn't doing that. 
And I guess that's the main similarity between many of your books, particularly Bad Choices and Seven Xs. It's that it's that focus on female friendships, which we are both so here for. <laughs> and I wanted to ask if that was, you know, was was friendship one of the initial ideas that sparked the book? And was that one of the main, you know, things that you wanted to communicate and the importance of friendship? I think it always is. Do you know what? I don't think it even um, comes into my planning. I think I just can't help it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually genuinely really tried to write a proper rom-com this time. <laughs> tried to really make it about her, like, you know, looking for love, which I've not really done before. Yeah. But um, I can't help it. Female friendship is so important. Mm. And it's been such a huge, important thing for me. Um, I just can't help injecting big friendship storylines into my books. It just, it would just feel like half a book without that. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm really glad that you like it because it just feels so vital to me. <laughs> yeah, good. I um no, I particularly love it when you are reading a rom com and actually it's the friendships that are the main love story because I do think that is, they are the longest relationships we have in our lives, aren't they? Um, and speaking of love stories, am I right in thinking, I think I saw an article, was it a stylist article, where you invited all of your guests to <laughs> attend your wedding in their wedding dresses? Yes, yes, I love that. Because you, you got married in Vegas first, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I never really thought I would ever want to get married. Um, and actually I think it turned out I just didn't want to have a proper wedding because so many wedding traditions, like just like, I love watching it. I've been to yeah. honestly hundreds of weddings. I was a bridesmaid seven years in a row. I've done it. I've been to so many yeah. weddings, love weddings. I just didn't want to ever do one. I yeah. don't have the organizational skills or the that kind of creativity I don't have the imagination in that way or the patience I just yeah. so I just didn't want a wedding at all and then um, me and David got really drunk one night and he was like well let's just go to Vegas um but we do have and it was so cool it was just <laughs> and we just literally took my our best friend Sarah and Fred Sarah's a professional photographer anyway so it was really ideal handy. yeah handy. it was handy to have um and then, but we do have big families, both of us. And I knew that we were betraying them, <laughs> <laughs> devastating them. Um, so we just had this really silly party, wedding party when we got back, like in my local village hall. And I wanted it to be as silly as possible. And um, if I had to wear a wedding dress, then they all had to wear a wedding dress. <laughs> it's so great because you never get to wear it again. Otherwise oh, you did everyone a service. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really fun. But, you know, that stylist article, I like I, I, I um, you know, it's behind a paywall. So I haven't seen it. <laughs> but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I've seen it. Um, it, they put it on Instagram and all of the comments are like, how dare you? You are a, a pathetic little brat who is making people go out and buy wedding dresses. And I was like, That's oh, my God. God. I think I got, they missed the point there. Fast fashion stuff. And I was like, nobody went, like, literally, if you read oh the- Oh, my article, God. People, like, got, like, mo like a lot of people had a wedding dress, which yeah. was pretty yeah. cool. Um, but if they didn't, like, either they just sort of wore white, which was fine, or, you know, got one off eBay or a charity yeah. shop or something. Like, nobody went out went and out. wore <laughs> wedding dress, guys. I'd like all their fittings <laughs> for Lucy's wedding. <laughs> 
spent three thousand pounds on this outfit come on oh my god you're always gonna get a few questionable I know but you know, I, I really though. struggle I'm so I never really read reviews because I just can't like I, will, I imagine it is quite hard yeah, yeah but I will read something and go like Do you know what that's fine that's cool I understand their view on that and then I will spend the next three days going but, uh, but <laughs> this is what I was trying to do and like oh this is what actually like I meant yeah like having that conversation in my head and I really wish I could just get over that, but it's really annoying. And for like days after that, I saw yeah. the Times comments. I was like, I could just reply this, and it wouldn't it, <laughs> it wouldn't be confronting. It wouldn't be like I would just be explaining that actually nobody, you know, nobody. And I was like, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> but I don't and I refrain. But this is why I can't read reviews because like, yeah. like it's just. Yeah. I just can't help having the conversations in my head for weeks. Yeah. I can't even read a review when someone buys something off me on Vinted and then they'll be like, so-and-so left you a review. I'm like, no, not even look no, at that. Even can't though see. I sold them like a three pound pair of leggings, like I actually can't look at their review. I've never looked at one. Yeah, but no, the wedding party was so, so fun. And we had uh, like an adult ball pit, which loads of people were struggling Amazing. to get into in their wedding dress. <laughs> I would love to have just been flying the wall because obviously I was there I do stalk you so I saw it all mm. but yeah, imagine <laughs> imagine like everybody in the local village who didn't know what was going on and just seeing hundreds of women turning up in their wedding dresses I would yeah. love to know what they thought was going on well like word got out I don't by the way I'm so sorry my puppy's barking can you hear it Is I it can't hear it oh okay oh all right let me know if uh, if I need to go and shut her up <laughs> but yeah apparently like word got out because like I was in the village shop like the week before and she and this and the woman was uh well, she was like you're the one that's getting married and having all the wedding dresses aren't you and I was like oh uh yes <laughs> I'm, I'm Lucy like we've never had a conversation really we said hello but, um and yeah and then actually we we loads of us met at my mum's house because I I I have this absurd situation where I live in a village with like my entire family in the surrounding. Oh my God, that's so oh nice. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's hell. It's hell on earth. No, it's really nice sometimes. But um, yeah, my mum lives like five minutes down the road and we kind of, a lot of us gathered at her house to walk to the village <laughs> where it was. And so lots of people did actually come out of their houses. <laughs> like a parade. Yeah, this bridal procession down the road. It was really, really, really weird and absurd. And because I'd said wedding dresses or Elvis, you could come as Elvis. <laughs> Great. We collected the Elvises from the pub en route. Nice. <laughs> which was also really fun. <laughs> Bang on the door. Have you got the Elvises in there? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Oh, that was brilliant. And actually on things that I find brilliant, I'm not going to ruin it, but basically in every book, I always read the acknowledgements. And now I've got Lauren reading the acknowledgements as well. And your acknowledgements had me howling. I was laughing out loud. I won't <laughs> ruin what they were. But listeners, when you read this book, please read the acknowledgements for all three oh. at the end. That last sentence is just phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I'm laughing like, oh, yes, I'm a genius, but I have no idea. <laughs> now I'm going to task you with going back and reading the yeah. last sentence. Yeah, this is so weird because I wrote this like getting on to two years ago. I've written a whole other book since. It's so weird to do. This world. Oh, wow. This job I do. Because I changed publishers. Um, yeah. They wanted me to have like a bit of a build up and two years. Because it's two years now since uh, Bad Choices came out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's weird in itself. But um, so I finished this in like November 21. But we actually had like 
decided on this book and this idea like January two years ago over oh two my years. gosh so it is so weird that it's now finally kind of coming out I'm really freaking out actually <laughs> <laughs> I really so super relaxed and really chill yeah. I have been and for months people have been like oh my god are you getting nervous you're getting excited and I was like oh a little bit just to kind of seem interesting but I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> really dead and numb inside about it and um but just in the last like week or two the anxiety has like really kicked in oh. <laughs> I'm having anxiety dreams like I've spent all morning oh, waiting for you guys to email me and say we're gonna cancel the interview because <laughs> Look, um, it must have been horrid when we did actually have to email be like can we push it back a little bit <laughs> we loved it we promise we loved it oh good thank you so much i'd just gone for a dog walk and i was like nope stop checking your emails they won't oh. <laughs> i used to do that on dates all the time with um I, I would just wait for the person I'm going on a date with to cancel. And I wouldn't get ready until yeah. the very, very last minute that I had to get dressed yeah. because I didn't want to have to get undressed from exactly. going out. There is nothing worse than putting on mascara when you then don't have what? to. You can't put it back in the pot. It's wasted. No. Yeah, no. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Lucy, you mentioned that you wrote this a little while ago. And in that time you've written, is it two more books, did you say? No, just one more. Although one I am planning. Say superhuman. No, yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that. I, I should have. I can write them really quickly. And I've been <laughs> wanting to write a thriller for oh. ages. Just kind of, and I just keep, Try have it, you know, commissioned. I just kind of put it down and yeah. go back to it six months later. But um, no, I've, I've started planning because I do contracts two at a time. Mm-hmm, right. so typically, I finish writing the next book that's out in a year. Um, although I need to do edits on it and we're talking about the books after that so I'm kind of talking about I see afterwards is there anything you're able to tease no, I actually tease. Don't, don't know um shall I just tell you anyway <laughs> well it, it, it depends on whether you want we'd love to know but it depends <laughs> on whether you want maybe well, just like very brief like what kind of yeah. genre or yeah. well yeah, yeah it's still rom-com okay um Oh my god, we've just agreed a title as well, but I definitely shouldn't be allowed to. Don't don't <laughs> get yourself in trouble. No, we'll take rom com. Yeah, but it's um, it's it's fun. I I basically visited a psychic as research. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so here for this. So yeah, there's a little little tidbit. Okay, we'll take it. That. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll tell you off off the show, but I don't know. Great, right? Let's wrap this up, Lauren. <laughs> Um, Lucy, a final question for you and a question we ask every guest on our podcast is can you leave our listeners with a reco of a book that either you've read recently or is a an, an oldie but a goodie of yours Ooh, will it will it piss everyone off if it's not out yet no we'll just no. make them pre-order it it's absolutely fine cool. okay so <laughs> I'm reading at the moment um Reasonable People by Caroline Hulse do you Ooh. have you heard about this at all no so good it's basically like the premise is like an am i the asshole kind of thing like that's how it starts nice. off. like it's and i'm obsessed with those with am i the asshole and those kind of like, i love agony on stuff it's okay. um so that's brilliant but it's not out to august so that's really annoying okay daisy buchanan's new book limelight is out a week after mine so not very long Ooh. we and love daisy buchanan's book so wonderful yeah have you read limelight yet no. Oh, you, okay, you need to me call the appropriate publicist because 
it's so good um yeah I, I it's sort of I mean I don't know if it be kind of um if she's it's not only fans but it's you know and like gets involved in that kind of world okay and it's so good she's just brilliant at what she does and it's really really readable and compelling and her characters are already always really well drawn so I loved that as well and that's out really soon okay <laughs> thank you two great book records and um, we'll let you go because you did say that your puppy was barking. Yeah, um, sorry. But thank you. <laughs> I can now. Sorry. No, sorry. we're fine with it. I feel bad for your puppy. Um, no. But thank you so much, everybody. Um, Seven X's comes out. It's 25th of May. Birthday. Yeah. Is yeah. it your birthday? No. Oh. No, it's Brooke's birthday, but it's just it's your birthday, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, oh, what she did there, happened. she just assumed that you didn't know that it was her birthday, just like you might assume that you wouldn't know what her <laughs> name not is. I'm oh, a nobody. Um, everybody, exactly. <laughs> go and pre-order it. Yes. You must pre-order it. Pre-orders are really important. Um, and Lucy, thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful to chat on purpose. Thank you yeah. so much. Chatting on purpose is the best. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing, but it genuinely means the world to us. And don't forget to share our podcast with your reading buddy too. They might like listening. And if you don't already, then you could subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com, which will give you a roundup of our monthly records just in case you missed them. See you next week. We'll be here.